You're listening to I've Had Too Much to Think Again. Again. I'm your host, Billy Draper. Welcome. This is the first episode of Too Much to Think, and I am just extremely excited and happy and grateful. Um, the pageantry, oh my gosh, the, this morning at my household, when I told my family we were going live, I mean, you would think that I told them we were going to Disney World. No, it really wasn't that exciting here at the household, but I do want to say thank you. I've had a lot of, uh, former colleagues and folks that listen to some of my other podcasts reach out and say they couldn't wait to hear what's next. So yes, welcome and thank you for tuning in. So I've had too much to think again, and this time, it's been about A.E. Ha! That was a little trick. If you saw my announcement uh, and kind of announcing this podcast, I put by a vowel out there. It had the letter A and an underscore, right? And I bet most people said, oh, Billy's going to talk about A.I. And yes, I am. But I really want to talk about artificial emotion. It's, it's not really referred to as artificial emotion. It's referred to emotional artificial intelligence or emotion artificial intelligence. I call it AE. And I will, I, I, this is how we're going to start talking about the subject today because I think it's really interesting. AI is obviously here. Um, whether you use it or not um, is is kind of a personal preference and what you believe it's going to do and how it's going to affect the world. I mean, there's a lot of debate on that. And quite frankly, it's already kind of done that. Um, I was talking to a friend here very recently, and I was kind of making this point that there's no such thing as organic humans anymore, right? We are influenced by something that is non-organic. And that, quite frankly, has been going on for a really, really long time. You can make the argument that, like, you know, Industrial Revolution or, or perhaps before that, we were kind of non-organic as we started to use more machines and, and, and integrate with things that were non-human and bringing them into our lives. So I've always thought that was a really interesting concept. And actually, you know, trying to become an organic human is something I'm very, very interested in, like, playing with that idea. Like, what does that even mean? What would I need to do to become more organic as a human, just a human being? And I think that's a really remarkable thing to consider because um, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. And actually, I don't know if you can anymore. But but we're not here to talk about that, maybe, specifically. But we're here to talk about emotion and artificial emotion. Um you know, there's some really, really interesting things. So let's just jump right to it. There's some really, really interesting things when you start thinking about AI and you start thinking about emotion. And where I started to go with this is, all right, if AI is going to be the head, that's going to be our head, right? It's going to, the computing power in AI, if I can throw, you know, uh, a lens that is integrated into my eyeball that allows me to have access to data on the fly, and, and then all of a sudden I can uh, talk about information or I could compute something that's very difficult. That is the, the easiest way I can think about that is that AI becomes our, 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 the next version of our human brains, right? But the thing that I don't, uh, and this is up for debate, this is what I've been thinking about, and I, I, you could probably take it one way or the other, but I, I'm going to be really 
it's going to be really, really hard for anyone to convince me. Um, and I'm pretty good at being an imaginative, but it's going to be hard for anyone to convince me that AI will actually be um, productive enough or good enough. Sorry, those are the words I have right now. Um, <laughs> will be good enough and and smart enough and intelligent enough to actually understand what it's like to be human. Now, I want to talk about that here in a second. Um, before I get there, I started to think about what are some things that are uniquely human? And maybe those lines are starting to become a little bit more blurred as we think about the integration of artificial intelligence into our daily lives. And I start to think about a couple things. Will AI, right, if we're talking about things that are uniquely human, actually understand death, right? We as humans understand we're death aware. We understand that our lives are have a beginning and an end, and we know that the end can come without announcement or warning at any time it wants. Now, do I think artificial intelligence can understand that subject? Yes, of course, because there's information about, uh, about how humans feel about that. But is AI going to understand and be death aware? I, that's an emotion, right? I don't think you can fake that. Can AI get enough information to be, can understand death? Yes, but can they understand it better than us? No. Uh, or can they? I'm talking to about robots. Can they? The robots. <laughs> you can hear me say that, right? I, I think that's interesting because to me, death aware is very uniquely human. And then you start thinking about other things. So let, let me get to this. So with AI, it's already kind of been doing um, emotional analysis, if you will, for a while. Um, I've got a background in um, on online reputation management. Um, uh, and one of the things that you use in online reputation management is sentiment analysis, right? And so NLP, natural language processors, have been out there for a long time looking at comments made in the forms of reviews or feedback from a customer call or a social post, all those things. And they're using contextual words to say this was a good or bad or you know, uh, neither good nor bad experience, and the human felt this way, or the other person on the other side of this comment felt a certain way. And so NLP for a long time has been able to kind of look at contextual elements in a sentence in a situation and kind of derive that that was either good or bad, right? Or, or maybe not. Um, but there's always challenges, right? Uh, we've always heard this, like I could say, man, that was bad, you know? Like that was so bad. Or, you know, and that could be like, you know, that was bad, horrible, or like, man, that was bad, badass, you know, like, so the nuance in, in language um, is really hard unless you have a deeper contextual understanding of who it is saying those things or in, in, in what their culture's like, right? Those types of things. So cultural elements to artificial intelligence understanding gets really, really interesting as well. But I think my point here that I'm trying to kind of say is that AI, machine learning, ML, right, NLP, all those things that we hear, all the acronyms, it's been going on for a long time, and it's been trying to uh, understand the way humans feel. Now, this is where I, once again, going back to where I started, I'm not convinced that machines are going to have the heart of humans. I just 
don't think that can happen. I think that's uniquely human. There are things that are uniquely human that live in our hearts. And um, I actually think, if I'm being honest here, I think it's time, and you saw this at, uh, I think, in Davos and some other things, you heard these people talking, that it used to be 10, 15, maybe even five years ago, that all these people are saying, like, tell your kids to be programmers. Like, they need to know programming. Guess what? Programming now happens with me just saying something to a machine, just an audible prompt into a machine, or me typing a very simple sentence into a machine. You know, chat, GPT, et cetera, all the things that we've seen, open AI, blah, 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 right? I don't need to know programming language. And actually, this happened way before, like, the AI stuff. I go back to my days as a designer, um, you know, fresh out of college and designing websites, um, and you know, when I was applying for jobs or looking for freelance work, everyone's like, well, do you know HTML? Do you know, you know, JavaScript? Do you know all this stuff? And you're like, I, I don't need to know it. Um, there's programs out there where I can kind of just show it what I want and I can design in a different interface and it'll write all the program for me. And so this whole idea that, that you need to know programming is, 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 is outdated. And I, that's why I think about, we're, where we as humans, once again, I've had too much to think about this, <laughs> where we as humans, what can we do, right? If programming is is dead, let's just call it dead. I mean, there's prompt engineers and all that other stuff that we're talking about out there. And I think that's interesting. And that's that's a useful skill. And yes, that's great. But if I'm really talking about, and I'm trying to get ahead of, uh, of the puck, if you will, and I'm trying to figure out where things are going and how we can coexist with machines because you think about the threat of them doing things more efficiently. You're seeing it everywhere, right? Um, you try to think like, well, how can I still be relevant? Which is a crazy, crazy thing to think about. How can I just be relevant as a human? I'm not talking as a worker. I'm not talking as you know someone who's employed. I'm talking about as humans. Um, because we make a lot of really bad decisions and, uh, we make things, I mean, look at the state of everything. So, you know, I start to think about that and I go, the only place that I believe that we can develop is in the areas of things that are uniquely human in our hearts. So understanding of each other, listening, um, developing emotional, uh, or, or, um, Empathy, that EQ that you hear people talk about. Those are the things that I think that machines will be good at kind of this call the head part. But there's going to have to be a heart process. And if we're going to co-mingle or, or be integrated with machines, our hearts have to get a lot better at the human things. And I actually think that's where I was talking about being more organic as a human. Once again, I don't want to go off on that tangent because I think that's a, another area that I could probably explore. But it's, it's kind of related to what I'm talking about today. So let me get back into more of the emotional things. So we talked about sentiment analysis, and I talked about how machines have been kind of taking contextual elements and saying, yes, this person feels like this, right? So we can kind of form some judgment and know how to engage that individual or, or what to do after that. But here's, here's where I think it gets really interesting. So um, my brother passed away back in September, um, and if, uh, if you showed me a picture of him smiling, right, and a machine were to observe that or a machine were to see a picture of my brother smiling, the machine, and you were to ask that machine how I feel, the machine would probably say, I bet you that picture brings him lots of joy, right? But it doesn't. 
it actually is. It, no, I say it does. I, it, it doesn't, but it's not the first place I go. It brings sadness. It brings grief. Um, it brings loss. It brings a lot of like heavy feelings I'm still going uh, through. Um, but a machine, on the other hand, might look at that and be like, oh, look at this person, looking at a person smiling. And the intelligence, right, the artificial intelligence doesn't have the human thing. It doesn't really understand the full context. Um, now, if you were to tell that machine, right, that that was a picture of my brother, that he had deceased, and, 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 and maybe gave it a little bit more context, could it maybe make a, a different guess? Could it anticipate potentially how I feel? Maybe, right? But can it truly feel grief? That's uniquely human, right? So when we talk about artificial intelligence, hey, we're doing a lot of great things there. Depending on who you talk to, we're doing a lot of crazy things there. Um, I think the world needs to align on a value system, <laughs> which that is not going to happen, but we we have to align on some sort of value system on where machines will, you know, um, replace things that we do, where machines will help things that we do, um, and where we will help machines and where we will replace machines. We have to have a value system um, that's more universal. It, it's, it's not going to happen, at least in our lifetime, I don't think, but I'm not here to be uh, Notre Dame's Nostradamus. How do you say that? You know, the guy that did all the prediction stuff way back when, right? That guy. Um, and there's been some others that are more um, modern, but, uh, but, but not nearly as cool. Um, but, you know, as I think about this, that's why this AE, this emotional or artificial emotion is really at top of mind because me, I work in the tech industry. I've worked in the tech industry for a long time. I've got an eight-year-old son that I'm trying to raise in a world where I'm like, I don't even know, one, if college is going to be a thing, so I don't even know why I'm investing in it, right? Like, you go through all these, like, I don't know what food's going to look like a year from now. I don't know what the what the weather's going to do next week. I know what it should do, and everything's changing so rapidly, and there's so much uncertainty, and you're just trying to really anticipate, like, from a human standpoint, like, how am I going to survive this? Literally, how am I going to survive everything that's happening so fast that I can't even begin to understand, right? And so that causes you to think, and that's why I wanted to share this as my first episode, because I think we, as people listening to this podcast, need to really think and contemplate that if you're not. Like, great, sure, I can go be a certified whatever AI this, and I can go learn all the AI stuff, and I can talk about generative, and I can talk about grounding, and I can talk about hallucinations, all the stuff with AI, and sound really smart, and I can do all those things. And, and it's, it's probably good to be educated on what's happening and, and what that means. Um, but at the same time, I think we have to look inside ourselves and like, well, what's our response? What's our responsibility? What's going to keep us safe? What's going to keep us uh, uh, to be, you know, valuable? And I actually think emotion is a place of personal investment. We need to invest in skills and practices and things that make us as human as possible because there are things that are uniquely human. Grief, death, right? I'm talking about really dark things. I think it's just been really top of mind for me. Um uh, but those are the unique things that humans have, and we need to invest time, energy, and become better at that. And what can we do to do that? It's simple, folks. Like, in my opinion here, we want to become better at being more emotionally intelligent as humans, right? Here's a suggestion. 
Next time you get on one of your like Instagram, right? I did this. This is a personal practice. Next time you get on Instagram or one of the places out there where you can kind of check in on multiple friends at once, Facebook, etc., and you're scrolling to do this thing where you're like learning about people, rather than do that, set it down and say, you know, who am I thinking of right now? Reach out and call them. Reach out and text them. I'll give you that. Reach out and text them and just ask how they're doing. Connecting with people is uniquely human. Take time to do things that are uniquely human because guess what? We're going to need those uniquely human things more than ever. And they're going to mean more than ever. I truly believe. So that's it. That's it for episode one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. It's uh, less than 20 minutes. And if you're listening at one X and or, or one and a half X or two X speed, you got by really, really quickly. Look, stay tuned. I have some other stuff coming up. I will have special guests. Couldn't make it happen this time, but have some lined up for some other topics. And I really, really appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so very, very much. And that concludes another episode of I've Had Too Much to Think Again with your host, Billy Draper. Look, if there's something you think about too much, you want to come talk about it, you want me to talk about it, you want others to talk about it, let me know. Reach out to me at toomuchtothink.com and we'll get back with you. Thanks so much again. And until next time, be good.